Life is about attaining different goals, including financial ones. Whether it's saving for your first home, first car, your family, or retirement, you need to know how to get there. Welcome to All About Goals with host Tom White. Join Tom and his guest experts who will help you get there faster and the right way. Now, here is Tom White. Hello, welcome to the All About Goals radio show. I'm your host, Tom White. Today's episode is all about buying down. Uh, it's something that I've mentioned in, in the last couple episodes uh, in our series, All About Investing. Uh, it's a specific uh, investing and trading strategy that uh, has been most effective in, in uh, my own uh, uh, professional career uh, as an investor, uh, as well as I believe any investor can use it. Can You can apply to almost any type of investment uh, so long as you can continue to add uh, or you know uh, purchase more more shares of, of that existing investment um, so you know, in in our first part of the all about investing series I walk through how what the method is to calculating what a potential future price is of, of a stock uh, and, and used Apple as an example and so it's important to know when you buy something, since you know what, you're, what price you're buying it at, uh, what potentially you're, you're looking to sell it at so that you know when to exit, uh, at what price, and what your potential return is. So you know, the, the entry point and the exit point. Two specific events, but there's a lot that happens in between or can. And in all honesty, most, the majority of investor returns is not necessarily derived from a what price you bought it at, but in terms of what investors do during the time in which they own that investment. Because particularly in stocks where there's, there's a lot of factors, a lot of things that can influence a stock price on a daily basis uh, um, since it's, it's liquid and and you've got uh, a large market uh, of, of investors buying and selling, the price moves a lot. And so these price movements, a lot of times, you know, affect what investors do, uh, rightly or, or wrongly, depending on what's making them move. And so the whole concept of buying down uh, is, is really in terms of taking advantage of these price movements. So the first thing that I'll mention, and these are kind of principles of investing uh, that are critical in implementing the strategy of buying down, is one, rarely do you ever get the best price when you buy a stock. Uh, when, you, when you buy it, the minute after you, you, uh, that, that trade uh, executes, that price will move and and more often than not it'll move down from the price that you bought it at and so you know you need to acknowledge that when you buy a stock it will go down or that you didn't catch the best price rarely ever uh, so that should not be an expectation that you buy it and it just goes up from there in fact the expectation is that it does go down and so one when you're purchasing or about to to buy or allocate a certain amount towards an investment. Don't use all of what you're allocating when you first buy it. You know, start a position. That's that's 
one principle is start a position and let's so let's just say that you know most people will allocate based on percentage of their of their total account uh, in terms of allocating a percentage to a specific position or stock. So just using dollar amounts, if you're looking to allocate, say, $10,000 in one stock, don't invest $10,000 in the, in the first trade. Start maybe at half at $5,000. And two things will happen. Either one, if it so happens that when you first buy it at that $5,000 uh, allotment, it could go up and it may never go below what you purchase it at which is fine because that's the whole point is that uh, you're, you're looking to, to make money and profit and, and for that to uh, appreciate over time. But at least you've participated, you've bought it. And so, you know, if it goes up, then chances are you you'll, may not add to it or may not need to. And then you look to allocate that other 5,000 somewhere else. Um, on the other hand, is more often than not, it will, the stock price will go down. And so depending on how, how volatile it is, how far down it goes, that's where you have the opportunity then to allocate that second half, that second 5,000 to lower your average purchase price or what's commonly known, uh, uh, called uh, cost basis. And so that is the basic idea to buying down is that when you're buying down, you're lowering your average purchase price. And I'll cite specific examples uh, you know, as, as far back as you know, over a decade ago with, with Boeing, a uh, specific company uh, that, that I uh, purchased on behalf of my clients at the time, and as recently as, as uh, last year, uh, especially how volatile the market is uh, with another company, uh, as well as uh, with other uh, instruments uh, other than you know, common stock. And so First things first is rare, you rarely ever get the best price when you first buy a stock. Second, start a position and don't allocate the whole amount uh, that you're looking for uh, in that specific stock or investment. The third is expect volatility as an investor, especially uh, when it comes to you know, stocks or investments that trade uh, uh, very actively expect that the price will change. And so here then is a, a major uh, you know, acknowledgement that you have to know and practice as an investor is the definition of risk. You know, I don't define risk as the price fluctuating. That's a given. Risk is defined in my mind as loss of capital. You invest $10,000, you know, it goes to zero, that's complete loss. Uh, uh, you know, you can't recover from that uh, typically. Uh, but there are specific reasons why that would go to zero. You know, where the company going bankrupt, uh, company no longer existing. And so, you know, short of that, essentially you're owning a piece of a business, something that generates goods and services that people pay for uh, and hopefully with that particular company or business that you bought the stock is profitable, is generating profits because that as a shareholder is what you know, you're participating in and the growth of those profits over time. So you know, whether you buy a stock for you know, $50 a share and drops to $25 is not really relevant in terms of the idea of, of risk. In fact, 
that is something that is to your favor in the form of volatility. A stock going from 50 to $25, yes, it's volatile, but that volatility is what you can use then to your advantage. And so, you know, the concept of buying down is essentially a way to enhance return. Now, you know, in talking about the concept of buying down, uh, and, and as I share specific examples, and when you start doing it, the, the beauty of the buying down is that, yes, anybody can use it, and even somebody can, can replicate uh, the concept, but it doesn't take away from you because your specific trades are specific to the company you bought, the number of shares, the dollar amounts. And so you know, it, nobody can really copy that in a sense, unless you're telling somebody exactly what you're doing you know, in real time. Now, to distinguish trading from investing, investing being that you buy something today with the expectation that, you know, you generate a return or profit in the future versus you know, day, what com people commonly uh, associate with trading as day trading. This is not day trading. You know, we're not necessarily looking to buy something in the morning and selling it midday. It's, it's more about when you start a position and it gets cheaper, now is the reason to buy more. So, so it is a trading strategy in terms of you know, being active and knowing what you own, and as the price goes down, it just gets cheaper. So it gets more attractive, and that then enables you to enhance your potential return. So the other thing is to understand the difference between realized and unrealized gains and losses. And this is where, you know, as an investor, you're able to see what the price of your investment is as it fluctuates during the day, uh, if, if, if you're, you're keeping up with it uh, during the trading day. And as something you know, fluctuates down, for as long as you own those shares, those are unrealized. You know, the next minute, it could change. It could be up. It could be down. So it doesn't really matter what that price is uh, you know, in any given minute. It's more about... Are you able to buy more to potentially enhance your return? Or is it at a price in which you, know, you can capture the gains because you can now realize what it is that you bought it for because it's at the price that you, you would want to capture those gains. So for as long as you own the shares, whatever positive uh, dollar amounts or positive percentage or negative dollar amounts or negative percentages showing is unrealized. And you will only realize it if you actually sell. And when you sell, now it's real money. And so, you know, this is where you got to make that distinction that just because it shows it's down doesn't mean you've lost anything. You still own the share. So you don't really lose any money until you sell if it's down or conversely, you don't actually have, have made money until you've sold that position when it's up. So by knowing the difference between realized and, realized and unrealized, that'll help you in making investment decisions, the type of decisions 
I just mentioned that the majority of investors, the reason for the returns that they get is not so much at what they bought the initial stock at, but it is in terms of what they do in terms of decisions as they own it. And so, you know, the key part as well here in buying down, other than starting with a small position and having more dry powder is is commonly called having more cash to be able to, you know, buy more and not have to sell something else that you own. Hopefully that's also not down, but maybe even if it's up may not be, you know, up to the point that you're expecting to generate a return by having more cash on hand, it gives you a lot more options. So, so these are the kind of the principles to the concept of buying down. And when it comes to knowing how much more to buy, this is where math is, is really going to be key. And you know, the way that I do it is basically I create my own spreadsheet uh, in, and it's just basic math, you know, formulas of, of you know, uh, uh, subtraction, division, percentages. So it's not, it's not, it's not complicated math and, you know, you can, you can request a, a copy of, of this. Uh, you can email me at success at allaboutgoals.live. Uh, and I can uh, send you a template of that uh, so that you don't have to create it from scratch. It's something I've used uh, for years, but it's just basically a spreadsheet with a bunch of formulas and you just put in, you know, specific inputs and it'll tell you. If you say you purchased an investment, an initial position of $5,000, and let's say that position you know, goes down 20%, you, know, you can then put in the spreadsheet that if you put in 3,000 more or 5,000 more, you know, what that would do to your average cost basis, your average purchase price, to know how, how much more you need for the stock to rebound, to not only get it even or you know, be in the positive. But also, this is the key part of knowing what your target sell price is, like, we, like uh, I talked about in uh, part one of the series, all about investing, is having that exit point to know then that as you lower your cost basis, you're basically expanding your potential rate of return. The other benefit or beauty of buying down is that it's never too late to buy down. Meaning to say that, you know, if you bought a position uh, that's worth $10 a share and it goes down to $7 a share, okay, so that's a 30% decrease and it'll take over 35% to get back up uh, uh, to, to break even. But, you know, if you're not able to buy it when it went down to $7 a share, even if it starts to rebound and goes back up to $8 or $8.50 a share, you can still buy down. In fact, you know, as it fluctuates back up towards your break-even point, it'll take less additional money to be able to you know, uh, get closer to your break-even point and lowering your cost basis. Granted, you know, uh, if you bought more at $7, you know, that's a lot better than buying more at eight and a half, but it's not too late. 
And it's really never too late for as long as that position is down. You know, once obviously it starts going above $10, well, maybe you don't buy more uh, just because you're already in a positive position. And in that case, you missed it. But for as long as that position is down, regardless of you know, how much down, it's never too late. So, you know, buying down is always something that, can, that you, know, you can use to enhance your return. And I will explain how in that enhancement of return works you know, when we come back from a break uh, to give you very specific examples. So we're going to take a, a quick break. Uh, and in the next segment, we're going to talk about Boeing. You know, uh, and this was back in 2008. And so uh, Boeing in 2008 is very different than Boeing today in, you know, uh, 2020, 2021. Uh, and, and, you know, I'll show you how that particular company's uh, shares fluctuated so much during the, the downturn of the Great Recession that it, you know, immensely improved uh, our investment at that time uh, and how, you know, if we still owned it today, you know, how that would uh, uh, translate in terms of, of, of a return. Uh, so we'll be right back. You're listening to All About Goals. I'm your Tom White. We'll see you after the break. Don't think you're an investor. We make investments morning, noon, Wait, what time is it exactly? Do we make short-term investments? Long-term investments? Do we diversify our interests? Realize our gains and losses? And try to keep the big picture in mind? You don't need to become an investor. You were born one. Robin Hood. It's just a quarter, right? But what if Acorns automatically saved that quarter every time you bought coffee for a month? What about a year? 10 years? And what about the change from food, movies, parking, gas? What about the change from everything you buy? And what if Acorns invested it all in the market where it can grow through the power of compound returns? What if you didn't have to change your life to change your life? Go to acorns.com slash TV to get $10. Introducing Schwab Stock Slices. For as little as $5, now anyone can own companies in the S&P 500, even if their shares cost more. At $5 a slice, you could own 10 companies for $50 instead of paying thousands. All commission-free online. Schwab Stock Slices, an easy way to start investing or to give the gift of stock ownership. Schwab, own your tomorrow. Hi, Mr. Wonderful here. I believe that startup investing is key to building wealth, but it's hard for everyday people to find access to these deals. Well, I've got good news. On Start Engine, you can discover hundreds of startups raising capital and begin building your portfolio today. For as little as $100, you can own a piece of the next great business. It's your turn to become a shark. Join me at StartEngine.com. You're listening to All About Goals with Tom White. We'd love to hear from you and help you reach your goal. Call into the program today at 1-866-472-5790. 
That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to success at allaboutgoals.live. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to All About Goals. Thank you for listening to our show. I'm your host, Tom White. If you're just joining us, this episode is all about buying down. It's a, it's a specific investment and trading strategy, uh, picking up uh, uh, off of uh, the last two weeks uh, series on all about investing. And this is a specific strategy that I believe, you know, anybody can use. You don't, you don't, you, know, you don't have to have uh, uh, lots of experience um, uh, investing or, you know, any type of background. It's, it's really more about math uh, than anything. Now, there are specific principles you got to abide by. Um, uh, and, you know, and you got to have confidence in what you're doing. Uh, but yeah, anybody can use this. Uh, uh, we'll talk about specific examples uh, in, in the last segment of other things other than common stock uh, investing that you can use it at. Um, you know, in this segment, we'll talk about a, a specific trade or investment that I did back in 2008 with Boeing, the aerospace uh, company, um, aircraft manufacturer. But uh, recap a little bit of what I talked about in, in the first segment of principles that you got to have and know uh, to make this strategy work. You know, one is that when you first purchase an investment, a stock, you rarely ever get the best price when you make that first purchase. You have to uh, expect that. Now, if it so happens that when you buy it, it just goes up from there, then great. You know, but you know, that's more, more often than not, that's not the case. And so you know, expect it to go down. As a result, you got to expect that the stock price is volatile. As an investor, volatility is not only something to be expected, but you'll see with this um, uh, strategy, it's something to look forward to in all honesty. So, you know, volatility, prices going up and down uh, uh, is not a bad thing. The third is to recognize that risk should be defined not as volatility as the price is fluctuating as ultimately the loss of capital. And you know, unless you're buying a business, a company, you know, stock in those businesses or companies, that's just a very poor uh, quality company or business. You know, if you're buying good companies, uh, which the criteria is I, I outlined in part one of our uh, uh, episode all about investing, then it's really just a matter of you know the price moving based on different things, and and we'll talk about what type of of events or news are better to buy down on than than others. Um, but yeah, uh, defining risk as loss of capital is key, so that. You know, for as long as you have belief that this business is, and company is going to stay in business, then you don't have to worry about complete loss of capital. It's a matter then of just, you know, understanding why it's down and what your opportunity is uh, to enhance your return by buying down at those prices. And like I said earlier, you know, the statistics have have shown over the decades that. Investor returns are dictated mostly by what investors do after they purchase a stock and not so much at what price 
they bought that stock in. And it's because of what investors do and make decisions on as a result of the stock being volatile and fluctuating and not knowing you know, how, you know, how to translate the volatility and fluctuation in the stock price to their advantage, in fact. And so, you know, what I also mentioned is that in this type of strategy, this is not market timing because you're not necessarily, you know, trying to time when to buy the stock as a starting position. You've made that decision. You've made the evaluation. This is a stock I want to own. And this is a price I'm willing to pay. It's afterwards, you know, as it fluctuates down, okay, you know, it's cheaper than what I initially bought it at. Great. You know, I didn't get it, you know, if I had known, obviously, that it was going to be 10% cheaper today than it was last week, you know, maybe I would have waited. You know, that's market timing and nobody knows that. So it's more about what do you do after you make that initial you know, purchase. Uh, and then last is knowing and understanding the, the difference between realized and unrealized losses. And this is what contributes to the investor returns after they bought an investment because they're looking, you know, at their screens uh, and how, you know, there are specific dollar amounts uh, in red or losses and percentages and, you know, interpreting that as, okay, that's what it's worth now. Well, if you don't sell it, you know, uh, look away for, you know, 10, 20 seconds or so and it'll change. You know, if it changed for the better, then great. If not, it doesn't really matter. Uh, what's important is that because you haven't sold it and you still own it, that still has the potential of, of realizing what you intended for it when you first bought it in the first place. And so we'll make a distinction as well as, as to, you know, when do you sell if it's down um, uh, and not take advantage of buying down? Because uh, obviously there are reasons for something to be down uh, that you may not necessarily want to take advantage of, and we'll we'll discuss that. Uh, and so you know, a couple other things to to mention is that, like I mentioned before, you know, because you're not necessarily relying on getting the best price when you first buy it. Start small. Don't buy all all of the you know, position that you've initially allocated for. So if you're intending on, you know, that if you have a hundred thousand dollar portfolio, you're, you're intending on that one position to say be 10% and, and purchase $10,000 worth of it, only purchase say five, you know, start small so that you can add to it. But obviously have enough of a position that if it does go up and you never get a chance to buy at a better price, it's still a worthwhile, you know, allocation. I mean, buying a thousand dollars when you're planning on investing ten, uh, you know, if it goes up from there, that thousand dollars turning into fifteen hundred or whatever may not necessarily, you know, move the needle all that much uh, on a hundred thousand dollar portfolio. So, you know, so maybe half. I mean, that's that's the call you'll have to make, but certainly don't go all in, so to speak. So, let's talk about Boeing. So this was, you know, this is back in 2008, in, in February, in fact. Um, and, you know, I was managing uh, a client's money at the time. And, you know, this is at a time when Boeing has been building the, you know, the 787 Dreamliner. 
which was built on the new technology of time, carbon fiber, that's light, uh, durable. And so being lighter is projected to save a lot of you know, money on fuel, uh, making it much more efficient. And, and at the time, back in 08, you know, Boeing was, had about a four-year uh, backlog uh, of orders, not just of the 787, but, you know, there, there, there are other fleets as well. And so it was, you know, it was, it was relatively easy to forecast out four years out, you know, what the revenues are going to be and also what their profits were for us to then, you know, d- determine what price we, we could expect four years out. And so at the time, Boeing shares were, were trading at $85 a share. That was our first position. We bought it at $85 a share. And we had a target price of $150. And so, you know, that was a potentially a 76% return, you know, in, 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 in roughly four years. Um, now, you know, this is uh, 2008. Going into 2009, uh, you know, towards the end of 08 in October, September, that's when the economy started to unravel with the credit crisis and ultimately the Great Recession. And Boeing shares were not immune to you know, what was going on in the market. In fact, Boeing shares dropped to as low as $29 a share. You know, that's a huge uh, you know, uh, drop. And you, know, you can't blame anybody from, you know, uh, going for the exits and selling it, uh, you know, with that kind of a drop. But this is where it's important to know what you buy, why you bought it, and make a distinction between, you know, is was Boeing shares down because Boeing's business uh, was going down, and and you know, has it has uh, uh, the prospect of Boeing four years out, you know changed dramatically? And certainly it wasn't. In fact, you know, at the time that uh, uh, Boeing shares were, were, you know, were essentially cratering, you know, they came out and, and, uh, you know, essentially provided news that, you know, their business was growing even better. Now, there were several events during that time that affected, you know, the price stock other than you know, what's going on, what was going on in the economy and the market, um, which we'll talk about the difference here. Uh, one was uh, Boeing's uh, uh, machinists had a strike. And so, you know, that put uncertainty in terms of, you know, stoppage of work and for how long and so on, uh, as well as obviously, you know, the, the, the terms of the contract and compensation and how that affects, you know, uh, uh, their, their earnings and so on. But, you know, we knew, I mean, this isn't the first time that Boeing had, you know, a strike and, you know, uh, and very much had good relations with the union uh, associated with those workers. So, you know, we knew that they would eventually come to an agreement. So it was just a, a you know, contracts uh, expire and so have to re- renegotiate. That's part, of, that's part of business. But when that stock, you know, went down to 29, we bought more. To the extent that the average purchase price after buying down went from $85 to $55. So this is, this is where now you'll see the benefit, the key, not the importance of buying down. 
when we first bought it at $85 a share with a target price of 150, that was a roughly 76% potential return we were looking at. Now that we dropped our average price from 85 to 55 and still with $150 target price, because the business uh, didn't change. In fact, it could have improved a little bit more with their guidance at the time, but we kept it at 150. Now then, going from 55 to 150, we essentially expanded and and enhanced our potential return from 76% to 172%, all because the price went down. The business didn't change. And so that is the specific benefit of buying down when others would simply see, oh my gosh, you know, I'm down more than 50% uh, because I bought 85. Now it's down, you know, uh, uh, to 29 and would sell. And if you sold, then that's exactly what you get. But because, you know, this happened in essentially less than 12 months from when we initially bought it, you know, we still had three more years to go, if not longer that, you know, we weren't looking to sell. The business was good. And, you know, in fact, now, like I said earlier, Boeing back in 2008 is very different than Boeing today. And the, the basis for us buying Boeing at the time, other than, you know, the new technology of the car- carbon fiber was the whole um, long-term trend that particularly in developing markets, you know, air travel, air tourism, you know, was going to rise. And a lot of these countries and markets, we're going to need more planes. And that's exactly what's happened over the last, you know, 12 plus years. Um, and so, you know, Boeing eventually, you know, hit a high in 2019 of $440, you know, uh, more, more than double, if not even, you know, close to triple what our initial estimate uh, of $150 a share. We sold it a little bit before then. So, you know, we don't own it, but today, Boeing still closed at $228 a share, well above, you know, the 150. Uh, So even if we held on, you know, we'd still be beyond what we initially um, uh, expected with all of the challenges and issues that the company, you know, currently has with the 737 MAX and, and, you know, change of CEO and so on. So, yeah, the key to buying down is knowing what to buy it down at, how much, but also making a distinction between the company and the market. So meaning to say, we knew why the shares were down back in 08. It was because of the, of the economy and the stock market in general, not because of the company. In that case, that is a very good reason to buy down. The fact that the company, you know, uh, was still quality intact, if not even better quality than what we initially purchased it at, but the environment around it was not. That's the reason, that's um, the conditions upon which to buy more. If on the other hand, you know, the stock is down because there's something uh, adverse or wrong uh, with the company's business, that may be a reason to not necessarily buy more yet, you could hold on to it or, you know, take your losses if it truly is a catastrophic type of, you know, uh, issue. But you got to make a distinction between, you know, company news and situation and the economy and market news. Uh, so if it's company specific, you know, you got to ask, you know, is this something that's going to affect the long-term outlook? 
you know, does it change things from what we initially thought was, you know, if something happened specific to Boeing back in 09 after buying it in 08 that would have changed, you know, our target price or our assessment, you know, three years after, you know, then maybe we, we would not have bought more and maybe we would have sold. But certainly at the time, the case, that's not it. So knowing the difference between, you know, the reason why something is down, whether it's company specific or not. And if it's not company specific, that's a great opportunity to buy more. So I hope that, you know, that specific example helps uh, to, to see how that works. Um, and just going from, you know, for us in this example, from a potential 76% return to 172 and ultimately being more than that. Uh, and, you know, if we never, you know, if we never added more shares, uh, you know, we would not have had the opportunity to expand our potential return. So that's the real benefit. We're going to take another break. Uh, when we come back, I'll talk about more recent uh, you know, examples of buying down, including uh, if, if ever uh, you, you invested and trade in options. So I'll, I'll give a, a, a recent example as well. Like I said, this is something you can use in other types of investments, not just common stock. You're listening to All About Goals. I'm your host, Tom White. We'll be right back after a break. Don't think you're an investor. We make investments morning, noon, and wait, what time is it exactly? Do we make short-term investments? Long-term investments? Do we diversify our interests? Realize our gains and losses? and try to keep the big picture in mind. You don't need to become an investor. You were born one. Robin Hood. It's just a quarter, right? But what if Acorns automatically saved that quarter every time you bought coffee for a month? What about a year? Ten years? And what about the change from food, movies, parking, gas? What about the change from everything you buy? And what if Acorns invested it all in the market where it can grow through the power of compound returns? What if you didn't have to change your life to change your life? Go to acorns.com slash TV to get $10. Introducing Schwab Stock Slices. For as little as $5, now anyone can own companies in the S&P 500, even if their shares cost more. At $5 a slice, you could own 10 companies for $50 instead of paying thousands. All commission-free online. Schwab Stock Slices, an easy way to start investing or to give the gift of stock ownership. Schwab, own your tomorrow. Hi, Mr. Wonderful here. I believe that startup investing is key to building wealth, but it's hard for everyday people to find access to these deals. Well, I've got good news. On StartEngine, you can discover hundreds of startups raising capital and begin building your portfolio today. For as little as $100, you can own a piece of the next great business. It's your turn to become a shark. Join me at StartEngine.com. You're listening to All About Goals with Tom White. We'd love to hear from you and help you reach your goal. Call into the program today at 1-866-472-5790. 
That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to success at allaboutgoals.live. Now, back to the show. All right. Welcome back. You're listening to All About Goals. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Tom White. Today, we're talking about a specific investing strategy called buying down. Uh, In our last segment, uh, just gave a very specific example of how that works, uh, particularly with uh, a company that, that we, uh, whose stock we bought back in 2008, uh, Boeing, uh, and how investing in Boeing and buying down as the shares, you know, essentially tanked uh, um, or, you know, fluctuated down, but quite, quite dramatically, uh, more than doubled and enhanced our potential return uh, on that uh, on that stock, and so you know, uh, n- and I made a distinction in terms of knowing when do you buy down, you know, uh, as a as a result of that stock price going down, knowing the distinction between it going down because of the overall environment of the economy, the markets, uh, which is the reason uh, to buy down. Or is it company specific? And if it's company specific, that utterly changes, you know, the outlook of that company and that business, and changes the the thesis or reason for why you bought it. Then not only do you not, in that case, you possibly would look to sell and you know cut your losses and find opportunities elsewhere. Um, you know, that wasn't the case with Boeing. In fact, uh, during the downturn, you know, their their business uh, uh, improved. Uh, uh, for the long term, and so you know that helped to make that uh, uh, that return realize, if not more than what we estimated. But when it comes to buying down, you know, uh, uh, other than you know the principles and 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 the methods and all that, the the key here is 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 really having the courage to buy down. You know, when when you see that stock down thirty percent or twenty five percent or what, you know, from when you bought it. It, it, it takes a lot of emotional courage to ignore that. Actually, I would say it's not so much ignoring it because you can't ignore it. You, it's facing you, you know, right there. It's right in front of you. It's more about interpreting it and saying, okay, you know, um, this is an opportunity. You know, I, don't, I don't get this opportunity every day. Uh, but to be able to view it as an opportunity, you really have to, you know, have conviction on why you bought this stock in the first place. You know, n- having confidence in that company, in the bi- in that business, to say, you know what, uh, you know, this is my chance because this is a great company. And you know, three years, four years, whatever your time frame is, hopefully, you know, it's it's it's, it's somewhat long. Uh, you know, this is going to be the best thing that you know that I would have ever done, even better than me buying it in the first place, in all honesty. So, you know, having that courage, you know, having that conviction, that confidence uh, in your initial decision in the first place to buy it, you know, um, you know, you have to remind yourself of that when you're seeing, you know, uh, uh, that particular investment being down quite a bit when, you know, uh, the world 
is essentially telling you otherwise. Because obviously the reason why you know stocks move, the reason why stock is up is because there are more buyers than sellers. The reason why stock is down is there are more sellers than buyers. So at that point in time, you know, uh, the majority of investors are saying, hey, you know, uh, I ain't, I'm not going to touch this. You, know, uh, you should be selling. And so to do what it is, contrary to everybody else, uh, uh, really requires a lot of fortitude. So, uh, but yeah, it'll, it'll pay off. So it's one thing to provide an example, you know, over 12 years ago, which uh, uh, I mentioned that because, you know, that was a, that was a great example in my mind to use, but volatility happens every day. Um, you know, in fact, uh, uh, there, there's, since I, talked about IPOs in last week's show. Uh, and one of the things I mentioned is that not all IPOs make investors money. There's, a, there's an IPO today, Oscar Health, uh, that you know, uh, did not necessarily go up right at, at, at its IPO. In fact, it was down. Well, you know, if you happen to participate in that, I did not. Um, you, know, you can use buying down as a strategy as well in IPOs. So, you know, it's something that you can apply in, in, you know, with various other strategies, whether it's IPO, whether it's, it's arbitrage, like talked about uh, uh, two weeks ago, you know, it's a way to enhance your potential return and enhance your initial position, uh, you know, or enhance what you currently own. And so, you know, one particular company that I bought last April uh, was Wells Fargo. Yeah. At the time when you know when banks uh, uh, were were very much uh, affected by by the pandemic um, and financials uh, in general, you know. Uh, so I'll give you the numbers on here on on what that looked like. You know, we I uh, bought it at thirty dollars a share, uh, and you know this was uh, in mid-April. About three weeks later. Uh, you know, the stock uh, went down uh, about 16% to roughly $25 a share. And so, you know, I started small, you know, like I talked about, uh, since especially last year, you know, March, April, May, and so on, the market was very volatile. I expected volatility. So when it dropped to $25 a share, I bought more and I bought a lot more. I bought five times the original amount. Um, uh, to 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 really take advantage of of that drop, and so that essentially lowered my average purchase price, my average cost basis from thirty dollars to about twenty six, uh, because of the large amount um, uh, that I added to it. And you know, today I think uh, Wells Fargo closed just uh, under thirty eight dollars a share, and so. That you know, right now uh, is an approximately forty-six percent return in in less than twelve months. Since you know we're not in April yet, and you know, if I hadn't taken advantage of that drop, then I would only be you know looking at a twenty-six percent return so far. So it's essentially you know almost doubling that you know that return right there, and you know. I wasn't worried about Wells Fargo going out of business. I know they've had a lot of issues uh, uh, and, and scandals and so on. Uh, but, you know, I mean, millions of, of people, you know, uh, do business with Wells Fargo. 
Uh, their balance sheet uh, was was still good. Uh, you know, I wasn't concerned about loss of capital with investing in Wells Fargo. So it was more a matter of, you know, when I first bought it at $30 a share, would I get a chance to buy more or do I just hold on to it? And you know, opportunity presented itself where, yeah, I was able to buy a lot more and then expanding, uh, uh, enhancing that return. Now, and this happens every day or could happen every day in terms of, of you know, the um, applying this strategy. And so the key here, and I've, I've mentioned this uh, 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 before, investing is a cumulative, you know, exercise or discipline, meaning to say that when you do something once, okay, whether it actually works or not will help you because you will learn from that experience. So, you know, so uh, um, applying or implementing this strategy and, you know, let's, and, you know, let's say that you succeed at it where it works. Well, now you can, you can turn back to that time in that, you know, you're seeing a current investment down 15% and you're going, man, you know, uh, I just bought it and it's down already, you know, well, knowing that you bought down before and it turned out, you know, well, okay. Uh, you can go back to that and say, okay, I've been here before, you know, and in fact, you know, this time it's down less than when I bought uh, down in that other position. So it helps to, to build up that history, that experience. And that's, this is where buying down, I think, is one of the key things uh, um, you know, that investors need to learn. And there's a little bit of, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, a little bit, I, I get a bit nostalgic about the fact that uh, in the investment world, there are a lot of technology apps that have come about that, do, that automate investing on behalf of the shareholder. And as a result of that, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily think investors get an opportunity to practice this or learn it if somebody else is, you know, is doing it for them. Because it's all about, you know, knowing that, you know, there's emotion involved and how to channel and how to interpret that to your benefit. And so, you know, like I said, it can be used for, for common stock. It can be used for options. So, you know, in, in, in uh, um, a trade that I did last October, uh, also with Wells Fargo, but this time with, its, with options instead of, you know, the stock itself. And options are much more volatile, two to three times more volatile. And so in October, you know, I bought uh, calls for, for Wells Fargo with the intention of selling the calls, uh, not necessarily holding it uh, to exercise them. You know, this is something you know, uh, uh, not a lot of uh, investors that are inexperienced should be doing. But yeah, you know, I want to show how in something much more volatile it still works. So I bought Wells Fargo uh, call option at six dollars a share, and when it fell to four dollars and eighty cents, essentially, you know, two weeks later. That was a 20% drop and I bought, you know, twice the original amount. I added more to it, but twice more that lowered my basis to around $5. And then about a week, you know, after that, I eventually sold it 
at about $6.65 a share and realized essentially, you know, over 30% return, you know, in, in, in three weeks. Um, so buying down can be used in other instruments other than common stock. Um, and so, you know, it's a, it, to me, it's a critical skill to learn and, you know, and hopefully from, from today's episode, you've learned, you know, that one, to expect volatility and two, not to interpret volatility as risk. And three, that volatility uh, can actually be your friend, not your best friend uh, as an investor and to look forward to it. But it's not going to be easy doing it the first time because up until it actually, you know, uh, rebounds and, and you sell it again, right? There's all that uncertainty, but have confidence in what you bought. So if you're going to choose which, you know, which one to do it with, I mean, certainly do it with a position or stock that you have the most utmost confidence that you don't have to worry about it, you know, going to zero and, and losing capital. I mean, that could be Apple, that could be Google, you know, uh, you, you have to w- worry about whether you're going to be in business five years from now. So, you know, so do it with, to start with the stock, the position that you have the most utmost confidence in. And I'm pretty sure that, you know, that those will, con- will still be volatile and there'll be those opportunities uh, to buy more, buy down. And once again, you know, if you'd like to uh, get a copy of the spreadsheet that I use uh, to help you since it's really math, you can email me at success at allaboutgoals.live. And uh, I hope this has been a, a helpful uh, discussion. Thank you for listening to All About Goals radio show. I'm your host, Tom White. Until our next episode next Wednesday at the same time, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America radio show. Happy achieving. Thank you for tuning in for this week's edition of All About Goals. Please join Tom White and another guest next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll help you achieve your financial goals one program at a time. 